Okay. We are rolling. All right. Welcome back to Time to Woke Up. This is Corey. I'm Eric. Welcome back. Today we're going to talk about <laughs> white privilege. Yes. Which, by the way, if you had asked me two years ago, I would have said is made up. Yes. And now I absolutely recognize that it's real. Thank I have you. it. You do um, have it. I struggle with the idea that I should, like, I was given this thing that I didn't ask for and had no control over because I was born white. Right. And I I guess I'm supposed to feel guilty about it, but I don't feel guilty about white privilege. I feel guilty that there isn't, like, a black privilege. Right. Why isn't there an American privilege? That I could get my head around. Yeah. Well, I think there is. We just don't talk about it. Right. But unfortunately, a lot of Americans are left behind. Right. It's, so it's essentially white privilege. Right. American privilege. I would like there to be an American privilege. I'm very nationalistic today. Wow. I can yeah. tell. Um, Flying the flag. Uh, Eric. So, yes. So white privilege. I mean, I think because this summer with the Black Lives Matter movement and there is just been a lot, I th- a lot of people have finally started to see, myself included, just the systematic racism in our country and just terrible things that are happening. And I and I I have never experienced in my life prior to now people just openly talking about white privilege. I mean, we talk about it at work. We talk about racism. I mean, th- we are way more open about a lot of things and discussing things more thoroughly than ever before. So we certainly didn't talk about white privilege until this year. I think I think what's weird in a way is you have i saw i envision like a group of academics who are probably overwhelmingly white mm-hmm. is that fair to say oh yeah although although i will say at your school that it does feel like a very racially diverse school well student, more so than where i the ones that i went to sure student body wise yes but we do struggle to oh the faculty yes but we're i mean but we're that, working but on maybe it. that in and of itself is the fa- it, maybe it's just easier for a white person to become a faculty member than a black person or or really, a, I should say, well, a, a person that was. Yes, a but some of that's being dismantled now. You well, know, that's good. But yeah. maybe historically, that's why there's always well, more white professors than if, black. It, well, right. You have They're to just more likely to, to go get PhDs. Right. Because right. they have the resources gen- to do generational so. wealth. Right? right. So white Americans have 10 times the wealth that black Americans do. So, of course, they're going to get PhDs because what are you going to live off of? So I never believed in white privilege. Right. I was one of those people. Yes. Who was like, my life wasn't easy growing up. That's what I would say. Like, oh, I struggle. I was poor. You don't. I was abused by my family, a family member of mine pretty severely. I didn't have it easy. Right. But then a turning point for me. And I hope that everybody, whether you believe in it or not, can can research this. A Mm. turning point for me was when I read. I don't exactly remember when it was. I have an economics education mm-hmm. and this never came up. Mm-hmm. Not in high school, not in college. I went to a good school. I read about the fact that lending banks, this is going back to the 30s and 40s, mm-hmm. 50s, even into the 60s. Lending banks had rules that were explicit that said they would not lend to black people. Right. And if they were going to lend to black people Mm -hmm. it would only be within the confines of these neighborhoods in this part of this city or this town redlining sure so that was when i had this aha moment 
where I was able to, and I can't, I mean, I really shouldn't even say this. I was able to almost put myself in the shoes of somebody, of a black person applying for a loan who had the financial wherewithal to do it, but right. simply couldn't was get being told no. the money yeah. to, to for the loan to buy yeah. a house. And that, so if your grandfather couldn't yeah. buy a home, it's right. not surprising that your parents couldn't. Well, and that's what leads to the generational wealth. Right. If your grandfather can't buy a home... He can't pass that home to his Then he doesn't pass parents. that home and right. the equity built in that home and that generational wealth doesn't go on and on. I mean, it's... Which, by the way... The equity in home, the the value of real estate, if you if you look at, yeah. you know, look at like the S&P, the Dow. Right. And then look at the value of like a like a real estate trust mm. that came around in like, let's say, the early 80s and look at it. What look what it did all the way to like 2007 and actually really all the way to like December 2019. <laughs> the value of yeah. real estate is yeah. has just grown exponentially. Yeah. So if you're not able to participate in that game right then you are just at an unbelievable disadvantage right. and you there are going to be people who say well there are white people who can't afford homes sure but they weren't specifically targeted to, or, or 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 their guess, parents weren't and then their grandparents right. weren't and they're all you know and that is the so that was my turning point where i was like okay white privilege interesting is, that was is your, real is real yeah because to me that's tangible right we got a loan because we applied for one right there are black people who who's just simply because could they be, were black could be the exact same as you, right? So you, they could have the same oh, credit score same as job you, title, same, same credit job, score. same amount in savings. Right, could go and they could be told no, or let's say they're given a loan, they'd be given a worse rate. Well, exactly, just, or, or, or only rate. be allowed to buy a home in a certain area, right? Which, so and this happens. So this happens. I mean, it's still happening, right? So it's, still happening, this is sure. not this is not something that is done by any means, right? So I was listening to a podcast the other day, and I, we are going to work on getting show notes so I can link to this podcast. Yeah, so we do show notes. I was listening to um, a podcast, and now I have a couple of different finance podcasts that I listen listen to, and 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 so we can link to the episode in the show notes. I apologize for not being able to remember, but the host had on a guest speaker who is a woman who makes. I think she said seven figure salary a year. How much would that be? A million or more. Over a million, like tens of millions. I think she makes, she's in investing, but she runs yeah. courses on how to invest. Okay. So she's a black woman. I believe she lives, maybe she said somewhere in the South. I can't remember. But anyway, she has millions of dollars. Like she makes tens of millions of dollars in a year. She went to the bank to get a mortgage because she figured, oh, the mortgages are cheap right now. I'll put a lot down, but that way I'll get a cheap mortgage. The bank wouldn't give her a mortgage. They wouldn't give her a mortgage. And she said it was her bank. <laughs> she had money there. Right. Like she, she I didn't even have to bring in slips from another bank. Like My money is there. I have millions of dollars. And they wouldn't give her a mortgage. And so she bought it in cash. Right. She bought a million dollar house. In cash, because her bank was skeptical of her and the money that she had, and they wouldn't give it to her. Well, and that happened. A good chance that the, I know this isn't the point, but in branch banking is going to go away soon. But but, but, the, but I know I'm saying that matter. maybe it was too bad she didn't apply online or something. But. No, no, no. But she, I mean, she had been she worked with multiple. That should never happen. No, I know. It should, we <laughs> should say, oh, here it should be numbers. You have yeah, this much a money. Formula. Yes. Yeah. She had the money. I right. mean, that's 2020. 
that is, I mean, it's just so wrong. So when we when we talk about wave, I'm so intrigued by your like your moment of believing it. Well, it, filled, well, white, it turned into other things. Yes, so it's not yes, just yes, the but that mortgage was one of your, But No, no, no. But right. I get it. That was your turning point. But now I see it. Because for me, what is helpful to, to understand with white privilege is that I was never turned down for a job because of my skin color. Right. I have never faced any sort of adversity because I'm white. And I may have dealt with a lot of other things but it wasn't because of my race. Right. And and that just that makes sense to me. I think what you have recognized in me is I have a lot of guilt about that. Yes. So once, I'm maybe I'm not as there as I should be, but well, not, not maybe not nearly as much as I you don't know if my guilt is particularly helpful. You I, tend to bring many things back to race I when I don't I don't know if it's always is about yeah. race. I'm hyper like sometimes aware of a student of yours is just not a good student. Oh, well, let's not talk about that. I never say students are bad. No, I know. <laughs> I think a lot of times you'll say like this, you know, this person's struggling. And I think you oftentimes will say like, well, you know, this is a black student. This is a Spanish student. It's it's very difficult for them. And I think sometimes it's just a bad student, not a bad kid, right. not a bad family, but they're just not a great. They're not well, supposed yeah. to be in college. So th- my my approach now to life, specifically with anything with race, is that I just don't know because I'm white. So I'm just going to let. Everybody else decide their, you know what I mean? I'm, I never know better than anyone. I right. really shouldn't know better for anyone, even if they're white. But at least I have an idea of what that person may be living. But I just have no idea what it's like to be not white in America. And so I am just erring on the side of caution because I don't know. You know, I do. I, I, I you know, I work with college age students and i had a number of students struggle this year and i'm just trying to be more cognizant of the fact that i don't know what it's like to to be a black person in america right now and so it may be really hard for my students and i'm just trying to cut them some slack so, i'm not, I'm not taking it, them off the hook is it less acceptable then if the white student is struggling no because sometimes it feels that way. And that is the argument. You, oh, the, the like anti-white privilege people. So the anti-white privilege people will say, well, there are white people who struggle. It's right. mo- they'll say right. it's more of a an economic thing. It's more about, right. uh, you know, they'll say they'll say in you know, rural West thing. Virginia, there's poor white people. What right. about them? And right. so what so what's the argument? Because it's not a bad argument. Um, it is because all of those poor white people in West Virginia or whatever you just said would have it harder if they were also black. Right. But so that's, that's what I understand That's now, white privilege. But that is the argument yes, against it. Yes, I get that. And I get people feel you were, I mean, if we, if, if you're comfortable being really totally honest, we kind of fought about it in the beginning. Yeah. I mean, you were like, no, my life was fucking hard. Right. Like, I, you know, and, and I, I think everybody goes But now through, I recognize what if I went through exactly what I had gone through. Right. Which was severe physical abuse for four years as a child and then severe emotional neglect and abuse yeah what would my life be like now right if i had experienced everything the same but i was black right and my life would be way different right and then it still was equally not my fault right so that is that was kind of the light bulb moment people i i think white people really struggle with the fact that they don't want the notion of white privilege to make their hardships any less hard. 
Exactly. That they really are like, but but you don't understand. I it's went through like all of we, this. It's almost like we take ownership of and get defensive oh, of our Absolutely. Our, our hardships. Struggles. Absolutely. And we because, don't want to necessarily think that someone else. We all know that there's always somebody who has it worse. Right. But right. we don't want to ever acknowledge that. Some we, people may have it harder. <laughs> that some people may have it harder, but we may have had it better. Right. For things that were out of our control. And have benefited from it. Right. That's really hard. And I think you find that a lot with people who are like, like, say, 67 and older. Right. Of a gener- of well, that yeah. generation. I mean, of course. I mean, just generation. I mean, also, I in my mind, I'm also there are a lot of parallels with, I think, men predominantly, but also could happen to women accepting the patriarchy. Right. So like when I've talked to you about, you know, men, you know, are better paid and they're, you know, it's like what, 90 percent of CEOs and people that are in leadership positions. And one of your first comments always is, well, aren't there a lot of female teachers? You know, like it's it's so funny. It's it's offensive. Well, like I haven't I haven't benefit that much. Like, don't you know, back up here. It's a defense mechanism. Right. Like we're all. (laughs) No, I agree. You know, that's that's what happens. Right. We. We're scared of thinking that we haven't earned what we we have. We're scared of admitting that we've benefited from. And so my way of dealing with this is just to have extreme guilt. Like I right. just have extreme guilt. And then and, and I have a career and such that I have access to a, a wide variety of students in all different races, ethnicities, religions. I mean, everything. And so... That I think has, you know, I I'm I try to focus my energy there in just being the best person that I can be and support all of my students because it also, you know, it bleeds into everything, into any marginalized group, right? So I have LGBTQ students. I mean, I, I we have some transgendered students. So I'm trying to just understand that I can't understand, but I can support and encourage and in power. Here's one thing I thought a lot about that I've never said to you before. And mm. I specifically waited for whatever podcast we were going to do this on. Oh my gosh, I'm ready. I actually have come to the conclusion that the problems with race in America mm-hmm. are driven almost solely by men. When was the, when was there ever a time mm. where you heard about a female white officer Pulling over or shooting at yeah. a a like a someone who's black yeah. that they pulled over. Yeah. It's always a male white officer. Right. When was the last time you heard of a well, I don't yeah. know that you would hear, but like when was the last time a like a fem let's say a female executive passed on a right. employee because the because it was a black man. Right. Yeah. So I haven't thought about it either, but Sure. But you see that there are men are usually in the position, these these aggressive positions, these positions of power. Right. Well, that's the patriarchy talking to you. It's also white men who are very scared of losing their power and they're afraid of losing their power from women. But they're also afraid of losing their power to black men. Actually, I had said something to you during this past election season, Um, not necessarily related to race, but it's interesting because I said I wish just for uh, for for one thing, I could feel the passion that Trump supporters feel for right. Donald Trump. Right. Like you drive by a, a, well, back when it was the election, you right. drive by like a Biden Harris, they may have a sign out. Yeah. Maybe they have like a BLM flag right. or, or whatever. Right. Right. You drive by a, tr- a tr- you know, the Trump <laughs> house in your neighborhood because yeah. they have 
the giant thin blue line flag, you know, the American flag with the blue line. Right. Well, so, yeah, like they've back got the, the blue. Tr- the truck has the giant American flag in the back. <laughs> right. We have a guy down the street oh, with yeah. a life sized cutout of Trump in his window, and it yeah. says like "Not over it's yet." Not over. One Don't... guy had a giant bed sheet that was sprayed like, f- uh, what did it say? No. Fuck liberal pussies or something. What? Yeah, oh. and he had to take it down. Oh. But like, not that I agree with him, but I want to. I wanted to feel that. Right. Pa- and you said it's not passion. It is fear. Yeah. And that's what it is. It's fear. And I think that's what you're getting from. Grasping at straws. They're just so scared. And that's why you have like, let's say like a a, a, a white man in a, in a position of hiring power, let's yep. say, um, who's who has the opportunity to hire a white guy or a black guy. And maybe all things are equal. Yeah. It is fear of hiring. I don't know what the fear yeah. is. But it is out of fear. I don't necessarily think it's always out of hate. A lot of no, times it is. But I think fear, there's a lot of fear. Well, fear of losing power. Right. And and being in charge and or be feeling lesser in some way. Right. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And I I think often, and I, you know, obviously I have no idea if I'm right, but I think often they're not conscious decisions. I mean, these are, are you know, these implicit biases. I mean, these are just things that are happening under the radar in our brains that are happening. And it's been, I have been picking away at mine to realize when I think certain things are, so I just imagine how much is going on in a hiring process that if you haven't picked out your biases yet, I mean, just imagine what's going on there. We have to, we have to wrap it up. But for the first time ever in my life, I was in charge of hiring somebody um, what, a couple months ago? Mm-hmm. Now, we ultimately ended up not filling the position. Right. Whatever. But, right. but there was a point in time where I had to pick it. And we all, we actually did make an offer, right? Yeah. But um, we had a situation where we basically had two candidates who were, for all intents and purposes, perfectly equal. Yeah. From an experience standpoint, yeah. uh, salary required, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, f- but I, but one of the guys I just had a better feeling about. Yeah. It just sort of happens. Yeah. I had an immense amount of guilt because it was the white guy. It wasn't because he was white. Yeah. I just I just hit it off with well, him. And the other but, the other guy but, was like a, like um But did you hit it off with him because he's know. white? I don't and know. You and guys that would have be, similar lives. I would be really sad to admit that to myself. Yeah. Oh, I mean it, but see that's a thing. But where, I didn't have as much in common with like the young Spanish kid. Right. Because you're different. I know. Now the moral of the story is yes. The <laughs> neither of them worked out. Neither of them worked out, but I did offer it to the white guy, yeah. and it turns out he was terrible. <laughs> yeah. it's, a, it's a good thing we yeah. didn't hire him. But, but I did feel like there was this moment where I I did think like, did I am I leaning towards this guy only because? And I'm not. I don't see, consider myself a racist person. But it's not coming from a malicious place. No, I mean you're not. I don't even but, necessarily but, want to admit that because I know we have like some black friends who listen to the podcast. Yeah. And so but, it's not about the fact that the other kid was wasn't white. But I think that this is a good moment of reflection. You are going to connect with, at least in a hour long interview, people that are more like you. I know. And you need to remember, maybe you need to be giving the job to the person that is black or brown or female or whoever would typically not be the one considered for the job because that's what i think our job as at least i see myself as my job as a privileged white person is to help raise up the other people that are not automatically having their voice heard sure i get that now yeah but that's a really big deal for you to see that 
I mean, think about even a year ago or two years ago. Would you have seen that? Would you have know. had this conversation? I mean, that's kind of why we started the podcast. Is it just have these realizations? That was really good, Eric. Thank you for sharing that. <laughs> All right, we're going to wrap it up because we went over. Oh. It's hard not to. Go. What is over, by the way? I don't know. Like, but like we, how do you talk about white privilege in 15 minutes? You right. know? Yeah, you you really need that. You really need that 17th minute. <laughs> you really, really. No, this is like pushing 20. I think oh, that's okay. sorry. Okay. No, well, okay. yeah, you can yeah. trim it down if you ever think you're going to edit, but you probably no, won't. No, no. These, I'm going to post this tonight. And yeah. Never it's a think about it I wouldn't want you to work too much. <laughs> I wouldn't want you to work too much. Uh, all right. Well, I'm Eric. I'm Corey. Thanks for joining us on Time to Woke Up. I'll see, see you later. Adios. No, that was backwards. <laughs> I say adios. Oh, uh, all right. Go ahead. Adios. Ha <laughs> ha